Hey everyone, and welcome to the Small Business Made Simple podcast, where we help you market and grow your business so simply that it makes your competitors say, why didn't we think of that? I'm your host, Sam Moss, and I can't wait to see you be the leader of your industry. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Small Business Made Simple. I hope that all of you had a wonderful 4th of July and are enjoying the the main portion of your summer. I'm sure everybody's out of school already, and uh, if you're not, then, man, that would kind of stink. Summer school, not something I ever had to go through, but um, that can can be a little tough with this warm weather. So anyway, hope you're enjoying your summer, and uh, also I hope you had a wonderful 4th of July. Uh, Today on the podcast, we're going to be covering the seven-part story brand framework. Uh, So the company Story Brand and Donald Miller, who owns this company, do an incredible, incredible job um, really designing this framework and teaching companies how to use it in their marketing, on their websites, um, when they're talking about their business. And I don't take any credit for coming up with it, um, but it's so, so good that I just wanted to share it with you and go over it with you very briefly today, um, they do obviously a much better job, but I just want to at least uh, get you some information on it and really show you how it can be valuable for your business. And really, I just want to help you talk clearly about your brand. And that's what this does. It helps you clarify your message so that your customers can understand you. And too many businesses, they really talk about themselves and they position themselves as the hero in the story. And Really, that is what your customer needs to be. Your customer needs to be the hero in the story that you are creating for them. Saying, come to us, we're the the best company ever, is really a turnoff to your customers, and it's not going to grow your business. All right? So let's go ahead and jump right into the framework. And all of that to say is this framework will really help you clarify your message so you're not the hero. And uh, we'll go ahead and get right started with that right now. So... The framework goes like this. A character has a problem and meets a guide who gives them a plan and calls them to action that helps them avoid failure and ends in success. All right, so we're going to break that down. There's seven parts that we're going to kind of dissect today, and the first of which is a character. So that's the very first part of the story brand framework. Your customer is the character. Your customer needs to be the hero in the story and not you just like we covered before, your customer, like I said, is is the character in the story brand framework, not you. Now, what does your customer want as it relates to your product or service? This is something you need to ask, and I would definitely and highly recommend taking notes during this podcast. I know it's going to be a lot of content, so I'll really try to slow it down and dumb it down and kind of make it easy for you guys to remember and hopefully take some great notes on. So the first question you want to ask is, what does your customer want as it relates to your product or service. Here are some examples on that. A landscaper knows that their customers, they want a nice lawn. Deep down, that's what they want. They they don't want um, someone to come fix their oven. They want a nice lawn. A realtor, their their ideal customer is looking for their dream home. They want a, a beautiful home to live in. They're not looking for someone to come cut down a tree. They're looking for their dream home. A spa 
If their customers are looking for relaxation and comfort and possibly pain relief, um, depending on, you know, if they do a massage and they have some back problems. And here at OneClick, we've narrowed it down. We know that our customers want a website that converts visitors into buyers. We don't try to sell uh, band-aids because, you know, they got hurt or first aid kits. We sell websites because we know that our customers want their their website. They want their website visitors to turn into buyers. So that's what we do at one click. So you need to think about what does your customer really want as it pertains to your, your product or service. Now, part two of the story brand framework is that character has a problem and that's why they're coming to you. So you need to identify and ask yourself this question. Is there a single villain So we're talking story here. There's always a villain in a story. Is there a single villain that your brand stands against? And you might be, really, we're fighting villains now? That's kind of childish. Hear me out here. The villain needs to be a root source. So we're not talking about, let's say, uh, your customers are stressed. Okay, well, why are they stressed? Because their taxes are overdue? um, Because they don't have enough money to pay for their mortgage? No, they're, they're stressed because they have an overgrown lawn and they don't have time to do it. So we need to go to the root source of why they are stressed. So that is a villain. That is a problem that your customers have. So we're, like I said, we're going back to the landscaper, a root cause um, and a root problem for it, someone who sells, um, you know, mows lawns is their customers have an overgrown lawn and that's why they're stressed and that's the root cause. Now, it should also be relatable to your customers. So this root cause, obviously, if if you're a landscaper, it needs to be overgrown lawns and not something way off in the distance where they kind of look and go, what? That's not the problem I'm having. It should also be singular. So don't try and come up with 50, even though it might be tempting to do so. You only need one. And the villain also needs to be a real problem. So If this is not something that they're experiencing, how are they ever going to connect with your business and the problem that they're having if it's really not a problem that they're experiencing at all? And it really shows that you don't know your customers if that's the the issue where they might be saying, well, that's not an issue that I have, then obviously you haven't really narrowed down your character. Now, there are three types of villains. So we're we're diving deeper into the problem um, and breaking it down. Those problems are external internal, and philosophical. So let me explain what an external problem is that your customer could be having. So ask this, what is a problem that your customers deal with as it relates to your products or services? It's kind of like what we were doing before. Um, Basically, a terrible looking lawn because it's so overgrown. That's what they're dealing with. That's an external problem on the exterior. They have a terrible lawn because it's overgrown. Okay. Um, A lot of brands stop here and only market to external problems. And really, there are two steps further that you should go. So how does a villain make your customers feel? This is what we call an internal problem. So let's say uh, your customer, um, the external problem that your customer is feeling is their lawn is overgrown. That's a perfectly fine external problem. Now, to take it a step further, we're talking about how does it make your, your customers feel when they have that overgrown lawn? Well, they're probably embarrassed that it's the shaggiest lawn on the block And they're probably overwhelmed that they haven't had a chance to mow it because they're so busy. So that is what an internal problem is. It speaks to their feelings and, you know, how a customer feels. That's what the question is. So you need to write this down. How does a a villain or a problem make your customers feel? And you need to aim marketing at the internal problem your customer is feeling. And a great company that does this is Apple. 
and they sell success. So obviously success, you can't grab it and it's not an issue, but it's something that you want and you want to grasp for. So that's an internal issue that they're solving is, wow, I feel unsuccessful unless I buy an Apple iPhone. That's literally, if you look at any of their ads, that's what they're doing. They don't sell confu- the, they don't sell computers and phones. They sell success. Lincoln also sells success. If you've ever seen a Lincoln commercial, and really it's, if you kind of dissect it a little bit, it's the feeling of, wow, I've made it. And it's, they're not selling a luxury car. It's a totally different way to look at it. It's the internal problem that they're solving. Coca-Cola does the same thing. They sell a sense of being free and a free spirit who doesn't need to be told what to do. They don't sell soft drinks. Watch a commercial of theirs. They don't sell a soft drink. They sell a they they sell to an internal problem. People buy internal problems, not external. So you need to write your copy in such a way that your product or service solves the internal problem that your customer is facing. Now, the third one is philosophical. So this is going a step further than internal. Philosophical, that's a big word. Why is it just plain wrong for your customers to be burdened with this problem? So a landscaper um, can say something like, you know, being embarrassed about your lawn, which is the internal problem, but to take it a step further, they say, being embarrassed about your lawn is just wrong. We get it. That's a philosophical problem. An accountant can say, you know, you don't deserve to be overwhelmed by doing your taxes. And you might be thinking, yeah, you know, you're right. I don't deserve to be overwhelmed. I shouldn't have to do my own taxes. I'm going to hire you. That's a philosophical problem. I can't say that word for some reason. If you're a home cleaner, you could say something like, you know, life is too short uh, to spend your evenings and weekends struggling to keep your house clean. You deserve better. All right. That's another example of what a philosophical Solving a philosophical problem. Now, moving on to number three in the story brand framework is your customer has, you have a character, all right? That's your customer. They have a problem and now they meet a guide. Can you guess who the guide is? That's you. And like I said in the beginning of the podcast, if you're the hero, how can you be a guide? So you and your brand are the guide in the story. Every good story has a character that meets a guide who empowers them to beat the villain. That's you. So Star Wars, Luke has Yoda. Lord of the Rings, Bilbo has Gandalf. The Karate Kid, Daniel has Mr. Miyagi. All of those are characters and guides in storytelling. So what is a brief statement that you can make or your business can make that expresses empathy and understanding to your customer? Here are some examples. We understand how it feels to no one should have to experience dot, dot, dot. You know, like you were frustrated by dot, 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 or we care about your business dot, you know, it can go on. Those really show that you have empathy and understanding for your customer. You're not trying to be the hero and save the day. Your customer is the hero. You are expressing empathy and understanding. And you need to think about, well, how can we do that? How to show you have authority. So there's two steps to being a guide. One, you need to show that empathy. And the second part is you need to have authority to show that you're to your customers that you know what you're doing. Now, this is really borderline with being the hero. So you don't want to do this too much. But testimonials are a great way to do this. You can feature them on your website, you can send them in emails. And I wouldn't recommend showing more than three. 
and StoryBrand teaches this as well, that three beyond that really starts putting you back into the hero mindset and shows your customer that you're just bragging and that you think you're the best instead of trying to make your customer the main character in the story. Remember, you're here to help them. Logos of well-known businesses that you've served is another great way to show that you know your customers aren't the first ones that have been guided, uh, that you have guided. Awards, you can use a simple logo of the award if you've won one. Certificates, um, you can show them to your customers that you're trained and certified with really just a simple logo or emblem on your website. You can also use statistics. This is a great way you can basically say, show how many people you've sat, how many uh, satisfied customers you have. Maybe you could throw a number up there. Um, how much money you've helped them save. If you help your customers save money, you can throw that stat up there. Um, you can say by what percentage have their businesses grown. If you're B2B, then you're helping businesses get more revenue and bottom line. You can put that and say, you know, we've helped businesses generate over a million dollars of income. All right, that's simple and it's not too much of saying that you're like the best, but that's just a way to show that you have the authority to be the guide. Customers want to know uh, others have gone before them in the process. Too much, uh, now too much of this will be braggy, like I said. So be careful not to use too much because you're going to accidentally start putting yourself back into that hero on the the hero pedestal. So be careful about how much, uh, guide and, uh, authority you use to your customers. So just a little tip there. Step four in the story brand, uh, framework is who gives them a plan. So let's go ahead and recap. We have a character has a problem and meets a guide who gives them a plan. So this is your plan that you're going to be giving your customers. Now, are there three to four steps your customers can take that would lead them to lead them to doing business with you? And you need to really, really dumb down what it is that your customers need to do to engage with your business. So I'm going back to the landscaper. I don't, I don't know why I always do landscaper. It's always what comes to mind. But here's an example of possibly the three steps a landscaper can um, put forth to a customer and say, look, step one is get a free quote. Step two, you're going to sit back while we mow your lawn once a week. Step three, you're going to have the nicest lawn in the neighborhood. I mean, if, if I was looking for someone to mow my grass then I would look at that and say, wow, okay, well, that's pretty easy. I thought that he had to come out and give a quote and maybe measure the lawn and see how many acres. And we had to figure out exactly how long it's going to take. Maybe he had to get paid by the hour and it's going to be this huge process. Wow, it's a free quote. And then he's going to mow my lawn once a week. And I'm going to have the nicest lawn in the neighborhood. Wow, that's, that's pretty easy. That's what you want to do. Your service or product might be easy to understand for you but your customer needs a plan to follow. Don't just assume that they know what's going to happen and the process that needs to be taken. You need to come up with those three to four steps, no more than that because it's going to be overwhelming. You need to keep it simple and then your customers will have a path to follow in a plan because you're the guide, so you better have a plan to follow so they can do business with you. You also want the list of agreements. This is a great way to give them a plan. Um, you want some agreements that you're going to make with a customer to alleviate their fear. So right below, you know, and if you're on your website and you have like three steps, you can say, you know, we have a hundred percent guarantee because we know this is, you know, your grass is going to look great. If not, we'll give you your money back. Something that alleviates their fears to show, okay, well we can trust this guide and they have a great plan to follow. All right, we're going to move on to number five now in the story brand framework. And this is called and calls them to action. 
So let's go ahead and recap one more time. We have a character who has a problem and meets a guide who gives them a plan and calls them to action. All right, so we have two types of call to actions. One is called direct and one is called transitional. So let's go ahead and start with a direct call to action. A direct call to action is literally like asking someone to marry you. So you get on one knee and you say, will you marry me? That is a direct call to action. You're asking your customer, will you buy from us? It really puts yourself out there and clearly states what you want. So you're asking for the sale in your direct call to action. So this can mean buy now, schedule an appointment, order now, call now. All right, so any of those are direct call to actions saying, look, we have what you need. We have the steps that you can follow. I mean, they already know that you are a guide and you have a plan. Now you're calling them to action. So use one of those on your website. And that is what a direct call to action is. You're asking them to marry you. Now, the next one is a transitional call to action. A transitional call to action is like asking someone on a date. And Donald Miller actually gave me, gave not me, but anybody who was listening and reading his book, um, this idea of looking at a transitional call to action like a relationship. So you have obviously your direct, which is asking them to marry you. You are bold and you just go for it. And the transitional is, all right, we're on a date. We're kind of getting to know each other. And this is because, like I said, they're getting to know you and they haven't committed to you yet. So what this looks like is it can be a downloadable PDF that's free. Maybe you have a free sample. Um, maybe they can, if you have an ebook that you've written, a lot of times like someone that works in a gym or is a nutritionist, uh, they can write a free ebook um, or they can write an ebook that they're selling and then give away the first chapter in exchange for an email address. So you're not really asking for a, a full sale of, hey, look, sign up for our gym membership. Instead, you can have them sign up for, you know, a free PDF that says five recipes that will give you a five pack or five pack, a six pack abs. I mean, something like that might be good, getting some clicks in exchange for an email address. That's the whole goal. So the transitional is, hey, well, you want to go on a date? Okay. Well, do you want to marry me? No. Okay. Well, do you want to go on another date? Sure. All right. Well, do you want to marry me? No. And then finally, you go on a date and then you ask them to marry you and they're just like, oh, all right, you're all right, we'll do that. And that's when you get your sale, all right? So it's really the same way is that transitional call to action is to build trust and show that, again, you, you have the authority and it really is just giving away something of value in exchange for an email address. Uh, and this is so you can continue to stay in touch with the customer until they're ready to buy. So date, 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 marry. Number six, so we're on to number six out of seven in the story brand framework, and we're going to recap again. So a character has a problem and make, and meets a guide who gives them a plan and calls them to action that helps them avoid failure. This is a big one, and we've touched on this in the past. Um, what, is a, what is your product or service helping your customers avoid? So we're not talking about what is their life going to look like when they do business with you. What is their life going to look like if they don't do business with you? A mechanic, they help avoid your car from breaking down on the way to an important meeting. Okay, well, they can fix your car, but what are they helping you avoid? All right, an insurance company, they could sell insurance, but really they're helping you avoid paying tens of thousands of dollars after a tragedy. An orthodontist, 
I mean, they can help you have amazing teeth and uh, a bright smile. Well, a, a dentist would get you a white smile, but uh, a dentist could get you a bright smile. Or an orthodontist, they can help you avoid embarrassment of a crooky smile. What are you helping your customers avoid? That's what you need to ask. And this is called loss aversion. Like I said, people tend to avoid losing something more than they pursue gaining something. Loss aversion. They tend to avoid losing something more than they pursue gaining something. It's crazy. That's what the human nature does. Just like a pinch of salt can make a meal better, uh, too much salt can ruin a meal. I don't know if you've accidentally poured way too much salt on your dinner thinking it's going to make it good or wait. Okay, this is what I do. I accidentally pour way too much salt on like a corn, uh, corn, a cob of corn after I put all the butter on it and I can't really see the salt. But man, if you accidentally dump way too much salt and you can't tell and you go take a bite into it, it's disgusting. So, but on the other end, if you put just enough salt, it will really enhance the meal and make it much better. Loss aversion is the same way. So use it lightly. Just like you, you're giving authority and showing that you're a great guide, you're, you, you're putting that lightly into your copy on your website as you're talking about your business, uh, helping them avoid failure is also something you want to gently touch on, all right? This is like you warning a friend. You're not going to say, uh, you know, oh my gosh, you're going to die if you do this. You go, hey man, like, I don't think you should do that. Uh, it's not really safe. I, I have your best interests in mind. That's what the whole point of this is. Use it lightly to bring your message and your marketing to the next level, just like a pinch of salt can bring a meal to the next level. Too much, it's going to ruin it and turn people off. Number seven, all right, we are on to the very last step of the story brand framework. So let's recap one more time. We have a character who has a problem that finds a guide who gives them a plan and calls them to action that helps them avoid failure and ends in success. All right, so this is the final step of the story brand framework. So there are three types of story closings. If we were watching a movie and all of a sudden we went through all those steps and they helped them avoid failure, they met a guide, they're winning, and then it just ended and nothing happened, then that would be a really boring, pointless movie. It's really the same thing when it comes to your business. You need to have your customer end in success and you need to close the story loop so that it really brings closure to what they're doing. And when they're with your business and you don't have that story loop, it just really is just like, well, what's the point of being here, all right? So A, win some sort of power or position. This is a way that you can close a story loop for your customer if they if they win some sort of power or position. And what this looks like is they need status, all right? This is called status. Now, offering a limited time item causes scarcity, which gives status to a customer. That's one way you can do it. Um, being part of a special club, let's say you you go through all the story brand and then at the end, um, part of your product is it's going to bring them into a special club, then that really will bring status to your customers. Membership is another great way to do this. Uh, it really gives that power and position when they, and they're not really thinking this. So don't think your customers are sitting there like, oh my gosh, I want status. In the back of their mind, this is what they're subconsciously thinking is, wow, okay, well, I'll get some status if I buy that. And it really closes that story loop and ends their story in success. Now, another example is be unified with somebody or something that makes them whole. This is another way that you can end the story. So if your product or service reduces their stress, it reduces their anxiety, uh, it gets rid of embarrassment, 
uh, it can offer completeness for your customer. If your product can solve time loss, then it also offers completeness. Ask yourself, will using my product lead to the relief of dot, dot, dot. So that's another way that you can end the story and close that story loop for your customers. You already opened it in the beginning and they followed you down through the story. Now you need to go through and punch that step number seven and make sure that you close that story loop for your customers. The last way you can do that is your customers can experience some kind of self-realization that makes them whole. So if your product or brand can be associated with an inspirational feat, then talk about it. That's an excellent way to end that story loop and close out that story. Another way is brands that invite customers to participate in a larger movement. So if you are fighting uh, against poverty with your with your brand or your products or your services, or if you are fighting against homelessness, then that's another thing that you can put in your copy, put on your website to say, look, this is what your life is going to look like if you buy from us or if you donate to us. It really just... Um, makes them feel whole and they have a self-realization. So that's what uh, the third step is when it comes to closing a story loop. Now, what problem am I solving in my customer's life? So what problem are you solving in your customer's life? And what does the resolution look like? Stick to basic answers. Everything here, we need to be basic. We're not writing a novel. We're not writing a story. Well, we are writing a story, but we're not writing a book. There we go. Keep it simple and keep it basic answers, all right? You need to show repeatedly how your product or service can make your customer's life better. And a great way to finish this out is actually using smiley happy people on your website or in your copy. That's an incredible way to close a story loop. I mean, they're happy, they're finished, they're, they've gotten your product and this is it and they're so happy with it. And subconsciously, when someone like a customer sees that, it closes that story loop in the back of their mind. So what do you do with this framework? You might say, wow, well, that was great, great information. Now I can tell a story. No, this is what you can use in your marketing. You can use it on your website. Use it to tell a story on your website. Use the questions that we've asked today to put on your website and say, wow, okay, well, now I know exactly what villain my customer is my, my customers facing, or now I know what it means to be a guide. Use this on your website. You can use it in your emails. You can also use it when you're just talking to someone about your, your business. When you invite a customer into a story, they will automatically listen. That's the whole point of doing stories because stories are what capture our attention and your customer's attention and it will help it will help them listen to your brand because a lot of times we just talk and they probably aren't listening but story is what captures them and brings them in. Now here at OneClick, as you know, we design websites um, and we actually design all our websites using the story brand framework. So we do it for you. Uh, we find that many small business owners are paying every single month for a website that does nothing for their business. And that's because it might look good, but they haven't taken the next step. And that's the story brand framework. And it's what we incorporate into every single one of our websites. If that's you, then you deserve better than that. You don't need to be paying for a website that just sits on the internet and does nothing. That's a waste. And we have done that. We did that for years until we started incorporating the story brand framework into our website and into our marketing. Now, if you want us to design you a website that looks professional and it looks great, but it also uses the story brand framework so that you can sell more when someone comes to your website, then go visit our website at www.oneclickagency.com and we would be more than happy to, 
to design you a website that follows the story brand framework. Now, if you're not ready to go ahead and have us design you a website, then I have a tool that you can use to either fix your website or if you plan on doing it all on your own, then you need to download our free PDF, Five Mistakes You Could Be Making on Your Website. If you're saying to yourself, you know, I'm not really in a place to have my website redesigned, like I said, it's not really in the budget right now, that is okay. We created this free PDF that you can download. Again, it's called Five Mistakes You Could Be Making on Your Website. It's packed with great tips. You will have no, no problem implementing on your own, uh, on your own website, and you won't need the help of a designer to do them. They're really simple. The changes are really uh, cheap, and they're pretty much free, actually. There's five changes in the book and five tips that we give. It's not a book. It's a PDF. It's five changes that you can implement on your website. It takes about 10 minutes to read the PDF, and again, you can really implement it in no time, and it is so cheap and pretty much free for you to do, so you may as well download it. The goal is to make it as easy as possible for you to revamp your website without having to pay a professional designer or without having to pay us. That's the best goal. I love that you guys would do business with us, but hey, if you could make some great changes to your website all on your own then I would much rather you do that and keep money in your pocket. And this PDF is a great way to do that. You can download this at oneclickagency.com forward slash five website mistakes. Again, that's oneclickagency.com forward slash five website mistakes. And that's all spelled out. If you have trouble trying to get there, then I will actually drop that in the show notes for you guys to go ahead and find there. So let's go ahead and recap really quick the story brand framework, and I will throw these in the show notes as well. It's called a character who has a problem that finds a guide who gives them a plan and calls them to action that helps them avoid failure and ends in success. All right, so that is the story brand framework. Again, Donald Miller and the story brand company do an incredible job teaching this, and I don't take credit for it at all, but I just had to share it with you guys, and I really know it's going to help your business. And I, again, I know it was a long episode, but like I said, it will really help you grow your business, and story is a great way to get customers to listen to what you're saying. Just a reminder, though, uh, this is taught by story brand. Again, I'm not taking any credit. They have a great book. So Donna Miller wrote a book. It's called Building a Story Brand. And they do actually workshops that you can sign up for if you want to dive deeper into clarifying your message. I would highly recommend it. I've read his book maybe three times. And I get more out of it every single time. He has a great podcast. Donna Miller does. And uh, I would highly recommend looking at them at storybrand.com and go ahead and check them out. If you're thinking to yourself, man, I would love to learn about social media. I would love to learn about um, more about websites. If you have something that you want to hear about on the podcast, let me know. I would be more than happy to do a specific uh, podcast on that topic. And we've done it in the past. Someone brought up that they wanted to hear about social media and we ended up doing it. If it's not something that I know how to do, then guess what? I'm going to get a guest on the show that is way smarter than me. So I'm sure we'll be able to cover the topic for you. And I'd be more than happy Uh, to get that done for you. I love listening to you guys. You guys come up with great advice and great ideas for the podcast. So keep them coming. If you want to message me on LinkedIn, uh, you can just type in Sam Moss, uh, Elmira, New York, and it should pop right up. Instagram, my handle is Sam Moss five. You can DM me there. Again, if you have any ideas for a show, let me know. If you aren't subscribed to the podcast, or if you haven't reviewed the podcast, please make sure to do so. It really helps get the word out. 
And next week, we're going to be talking about what you should be sending your email list. So let's say you have an email list with a bunch of people on it and you go, wow, I've spent all this time building an email list. Now, what the heck do I send them? Then you need to listen to next week's episode. So make sure you check that out. Thanks as always for listening to the Small Business Made Simple podcast. Remember, our goal is we want your competitors to hear the way you talk about your business and say, wow, why didn't we think of that? Have a great week. Oh, 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 oh,